Hey everybody, welcome to our podcast. I'm Alicia. And I'm Chelsea. And this is Camp Final Girls. Hello, everyone. Hi, everyone. Welcome. Welcome. It's been a long time. Since. Oh, God. Oh, I know. No, right before, like the beginning of October. I know. I did a, it wasn't the beginning, it was like the middle, but. Oh, okay. Like, That's true. Still going to be the start of um, spooky season, then. Yeah. Ended. That's crazy, dude. So happy new year, everybody. Hopefully everyone had a great holiday season. So yeah, a little bit of an explanation, I guess, is that me and the girls got RSV that lasted like two to three weeks. You and your family got sick and then just life just got in the way. Yeah, just everyone got busy and then we just kept forgetting and then we got sick and it was just like, yeah and it's not like a really good excuse because like I love doing this it's just yeah it's it's a lot it takes a lot and for two people who have two full-time jobs or single moms it's a lot well especially when you're sick and you can't really talk so that doesn't help either yeah (laughs) there was like a period where I didn't eat for like four days so yeah yeah I was coughing like nonstop. so there was definitely RSV was worse for me than both the times I got COVID so yeah I got sick and I didn't even have COVID so I felt like I did but it wasn't I kept testing and it wasn't so it was probably RSV yeah I think it was I think it was so yes we are back everyone and hopefully we will continue on a straight path and we We'll do it weekly, but we will see how our life takes us and you'll no, be. I think that we should just make it where it's like something that's mandatory. Like we can't just not go to work because we're sick, but like we just go to work anyways or anything else that's going on in our lives, you know? Well, unless we're having like coughing attacks and that will be a little hard, but <laughs> other than that, yeah, yeah, definitely have to be on top of it now. Yeah, I already it's have our... my topic in. I already started the notes, so. Yeah, I'm going to work on looking for mine next, so. All right, let's jump into this. Um, I picked the story back when it was spooky season, but that's okay. It'd still be a fun story. Um, so this story is the legend of La Llorona. And I, I know you knew, yes. Yeah, I so knew fun. you were gonna do that. I'm I had to in my bones. How can I not do it? It's from my culture. Yeah, so mine too. Yes. Growing up in New Mexico. hmm Exactly. She was up there too. So uh it, it means the Spanish, uh, or it's the Spanish. Uh in Spanish it means weeping woman. Uh, The story comes from Hispanic culture in the Southwest around the 1500s. She is described as looking like a tall, thin, beautiful spirit with long black flowing hair and known to be wearing white gowns 
and roaming the rivers and the creeks, crying at night in search of children to bring with her to a watery grave. The true story varies, but one which is more popular that people believed happened was that she drowned her children and she spends eternity searching for them in the rivers and lakes. Uh, La Llorona, known as Maria, was born into a very poor family in a small village. She was a very beautiful woman. She uh, made every man, rich or poor, look her way. She would wear white gowns at night to show herself off to the men at local dance events. It had been said that Maria had two young sons that made it a little difficult for her to go out dancing and enjoying herself with all the men out there. She's such a hussy. <laughs> it's like, Mama, sorry, Penelope, I need to go dance. I, exactly. I'm going to leave you at home alone. Uh, one day, the two small boys were found drowned in the river. Whether it was due to her neglectful behavior or by her own hand is unknown for sure. And because of this, she said to be cursed for her ne neglectfulness to search for them in her afterlife. Another version of the story is that La Llorona was uh, a very caring woman, so full of life. She married a very wealthy man who would shower her with gifts and attention. But after she gave birth to two boys, her husband began to change. He returned to his old life before her and started drinking and becoming a womanizer, leaving her for months at a time. It seemed as though he no longer cared for her and wanted to leave her to marry a woman more in the social wealthy class as him. When he did visit, he would only be there to see his sons and wanted nothing to do with her, which caused her to start resenting her boys. You know what's so crazy is like I've heard this story so much so many times growing up and I don't ever remember it being two boys. That it was a boy and a girl. I only remember just her drowning her children. I don't remember what they were. I don't I remember it was like at least one boy and one girl. That's like what I remember. But mm -hmm. I've never like researched it, I guess. Yeah, I didn't really know much about it other than her drowning her kids, you know. I didn't like ever go in depth until now yeah so one night while maria was out with her boys by the river her husband came by in a carriage with another woman he stopped to talk to his children but did not say a word to maria then rode away <laughs> while a second without a second glance in a fit <laughs> of rage she turned against her boys and threw them in the river but then after realizing what she had done she ran to save them but it was too late she <laughs> so broke horrible to take out like what your man does on her i know like she's so like horrible. how dare you not pay attention to me so i'm gonna just throw my kids in the river like what the heck like i feel like let's like peace out and never talk to that man again yeah she must have been like obviously messed up in the head for her to be yeah. just like well, and plus like back in the day the main mm -hmm. purpose for women was to find a husband basically so yeah that's true and to, to be a mother um, so she, uh, broke down, was running through the streets, screaming and crying. Maria mourned her children day and night. She refused to eat and went along the river in her white gown, searching for them, hoping they would come back. She never stopped crying as she walked down the river, um, day in and day out. Her gown became tattered, dirty, and worn out. 
She became so thin due to her refusal to eat that she appeared to look like a skeleton until one day she died at the riverbank. It wasn't long after her death that a restful, a restless spirit would appear walking the banks of the Santa Fe River at nightfall. The crying Santa Fe, that's her name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the the banks of the Santa Fe uh she's gonna make me repeat it. <laughs> the the crying spirit became known as a curse during the night and people became afraid to go out after dark. It was said that she would be found drifting along the trees around the shoreline, floating on the river with her long white gown spread across the water. The people of the town would no longer refer to her as Maria Belagarona, the weeping woman. Children would start to be warned by their parents not to go out at night because yeah, so she would. I remember growing up in New Mexico and they called her the ditch witch is what they called her. Really? Why? Yeah. I don't know. That's just what like literally that was on the news. It would be like kids stay away from the arroyos and this and that because of the ditch witch will get you. And there would be like signs everywhere, too. Oh, my God. That's no. so crazy. Like yeah. I literally remember growing up thinking like la yarona would get us and at one point we even had a house where our backyard was like up against an arroyo and i was so scared the whole time (laughs) you're like i don't want to be here she's gonna get me she's gonna take me from my parents i picture my mom being her (laughs) oh my god yeah so uh where was i now (laughs) Oh, children would start to be warned by their parents not to go out at night because she would take them away and throw them in the water to their death. That's probably why you were scared, because I would probably tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) Although many versions of the legend vary, some say that she acts without mercy or hesitation and she takes men, women, and children and kills them. What? Yeah, this just reminded me. My friend that I used to live with, Janelle, you know, mm-hmm. she, her and her parents have told me, her parents, like, um, will tell me about this story all the time about, it was one of their very first dates that they had together, like, before we were even thought of, mm-hmm. and they were out by an arroyo, and they say that they saw her. Oh, my God. Which, like, her parents, like, don't really seem like liars to me, mm-hmm. but it's hard to believe a story like that, you know, because it's so crazy, but I... They tell that story all the time. Oh, wow. That's that's interesting because so I was going to have my mom on here, but I'm probably going to just have her tell her story and then add it towards the end. Because mm-hmm. um, she's like, I can't think right now. <laughs> she's like, why didn't you tell me before? I was like, well, it was like, I don't know. Anyway, but yeah, <laughs> she she kind of uh had an instance of um seeing her too so i'll let her tell her story at the end yeah um yeah so i i thought it was just children but like a lot of other stories say that she was taking anybody Mm -hmm. you know uh like i said so others say that she only kills children dragging them to a water into the water and drowning them La Llorona has also been connected to the Aztecs as one of the Ten Omens, which predicted the conquest of Mexico or as a fearsome goddess, associated her with um, someone called Chalchu, 
till oh god i can't say this <laughs> i don't know how to say this but another word is a jaded skirt one who oversaw the waters and she is greatly feared because she would supposedly drown people and in order to honor her the aztecs would sacrifice children it's crazy you know that the very first episode of supernatural is about the Elia. Gosh, I haven't seen Supernatural. Actually, no, it's not the first episode because I think the first episode is like the hook man. Like, uh-huh. the hook has a hand. I think it's like the second or third episode. Oh, gosh, I have to watch it. But I told the kids I was doing this and they want to watch. I told them we can watch the movie after. <laughs> oh, yeah, it has, uh, I don't remember the actress's name, but she plays Velma and she's on Dead to Me. Oh, um it's like lauren something isn't it i don't know her name now i want to look it up yeah (laughs) Uh, it's linda i guess i was close cardellini linda cardellini oh she's italian (laughs) but she's in that does she play oh she played that in the supernatural right or no? No. In the La Llorona movie, she's like the mom of, she's like a detective. Oh. She has two kids or whatever. La Llorona's oh, okay. after them. Oh, okay. Have you never seen it? I have, but I don't remember the characters in it. Okay. <laughs> okay. The who? Zaha. Another origin story of La Llorona coincides with the arrival of the Spanish in America dating back to the 16th century. According to this version, she was actually called La Malinche. Wait, I don't know how to say that either. <laughs> they always have these hard you words. Learn how to speak Spanish. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, it means an, is like bad or something. Oh, a native woman who was an interpreter and guide to Hernan Cortez, uh, who was a con- conquistador. She later became his mistress during his conquest in Mexico. He ended up leaving her after she gave birth to their child and instead married a Spanish woman. She became despised by her own people. So because of this, she murdered Cortez's spawn in vengeance. Oh, gosh. Spawn yeah. is such a dirty word. I know. It is, right? Chil- his children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the spawn of Satan. <laughs> Yeah, he's definitely my spot of scene. <laughs> Just kidding, I love her very much. Although there's no real evidence about the historic La Malinche, however you say <laughs> that, I'm sorry, who did in fact exist, killed her children, or was exiled by her people, but it is possible that the Europeans did bring the seeds of the legend of La Llorona from their homeland. There is a legend in Greek mythology of Medea. She was known as being a vengeful mother who slayed her offspring after her husband Jason betrayed her. There are also similarities to the Irish legend of the Banshees. Mm-hmm. She kind of reminds me of a Banshee, but she just doesn't... I know, which is so funny because one day I was trying to tell my sister what a Banshee was and she was like, I swear it's an animal. <laughs> What an animal. It's a wailing ghost. Oh my gosh, that's funny. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So a banshee they cry out warning of impending death. 
that was also in supernatural too mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. there's a lot of things in supernatural <laughs> they find a lot of types of monsters and yeah. ghosts yeah yes there's a tale in england that parents tell their children of jenny green teeth who drags children oh. in the <laughs> green teeth That's yeah so nasty. she drags children and the elderly to a watery grave so it's almost and the elderly just all random yeah the oldest of <laughs> and the youngest yeah you're either wrinkly or you're wrinkly choose one yeah <laughs> patricio lugin tells a story of when he was younger he was with Lujan. his family probably <laughs> i don't know it's g-a-n yeah luhan oh, okay l-u-g-a-n yeah <laughs> see there goes me saying weird names again lujan yes yeah. go ahead he was with his family when he saw la Llorona between moro and guadalupia lupita new mexico they saw a tall thin woman walking along the creek and she seemed to be floating over the water she started moving up the hill and then she just disappeared she then reappeared way closer to them than disappeared again his family then looked to see if they could see any footprints of her but they couldn't find any they immediately felt as though it for sure was the spirit of la Llorona. She had been spotted across many of the rivers in the southwest, and the legend has been a part of Hispanic culture. Another part of the legend says that if someone doesn't treat their family well, then she will teach them a lesson. I think she needs to teach somebody a lesson. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I have a long list, La Llorona. There's my list for you. (laughs) Teach them a lesson. (laughs) I know I don't know if you saw him, but Beetlejuice was trying to get involved. No. <laughs> he was all walking right here. I was like, oh, she's gonna see him. Yeah, I didn't because I was reading. <laughs> oh. <laughs> There's another story with a man named Epif Epifiano. <laughs> I don't know. Garcia. As a child. At least you didn't say Gracia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As a child, he was very outspoken, and he would always fight with his parents. After one very heated argument, Epifiano and his brothers decided to leave their ranch in Ojo de Vaca and head towards Villa Real de Santa Fe. While they were out, they were visiting... so crazy. While they were out, they were visited by a tall woman dressed in black, uh, in a black tapilo, tapio? I don't know, but it (laughs) means cover or veil, and a black net over her face. She appeared between the two boys, but she was silent, and it wasn't until Epifiano turned the horses around and started to head back home. That was when she said that she will visit again someday when you argue with your mother can you imagine <laughs> no, if that happened like all the time i know she would come back every day <laughs> she is. Mom, mom, come on oh i mean yeah, mom, right. you're so never right. mind mom <laughs> i appreciate you're always you right mom i'm always wrong so. yeah <laughs> in the para building public employees retirement association in santa fe new mexico 
La Llorona has been seen many times in the building. Have you heard of that building? Um, no, but I have heard of another one in Old Town, which I wonder if you're going to mention. No. Oh, okay. What, what is it? I just, um, when I went on the ghost tours in Old Town in Albuquerque, they talked about the woman in black who weeps, um, at the church where the bell chimes. Mm-hmm. And they say that she's like La Llorona, or it's like the, a similar mm-hmm. type of haunting. And she just like, they literally say that like when the bell's chiming at night, you can hear her crying underneath the chimes of the bell. Oh, wow. I wonder if anybody's like heard like during the ghost tour or like during another time. They say night. they have, but I only went once. So, okay. Well, next time I go over there, we'll have to go with the, yeah. the nighttime one. That'll be yes, fun. It was fun. You would like it. Yeah. The reason being that the building was built on an old Spanish Indian graveyard, which is also near the Santa Fe River. Many people that have worked there have said that they have heard the cries throughout the building in the halls and feeling as though something was pushing them through the stairways. That would be so crazy. Like if I worked in an old building. Go faster, but I'm so (laughs) my cardio is yeah. Can you imagine like hearing? Yeah, like hearing like that and like being pushed and there's nothing there. Like that would be like Like, okay, try. (laughs) I don't know if I would like be freaked out or if I would just be like like laugh about it. I don't even know like how I would react. Uh, like how would you react? I mean, because I have seen supernatural supernatural stuff before. And I think it's almost like, it just really depends on what environment you're in. Like, I was just talking to my sisters. So Mm -hmm. I was very chill environment. And like, it was almost like an afterthought for me. Like, holy shit, I just saw a ghost. And -hmm. it affected me later versus like, if you're just like dead silent and alone and you experience something, I feel like it's different. Yeah, that's true. So, not only has she continued to be heard at night, crying and wailing next to rivers, but the area in which originated has grown wider, and many people have said to be, have been, have been, have seen the spirit of La Llorona, which will also get to my mom's story, because they say she originated in Mexico, New Mexico area, and then she's come, my parents seen her in California, so it's kind of like, the story has like kind of migrated of where she the where she has been seen which I find like really crazy so well she's kind of like not like necessarily the same ghost but like a type of ghost yeah you know I think so so. like they see probably different versions just like there's different versions of like Bigfoot out there yeah exactly the same Mm -hmm. yeah so she follows Hispanic people wherever they go. Great. What a time to be Hispanic I mean, people. Despite how white I am, I am <laughs> partial Hispanic, guys. Believe it or not. Uh-huh. Believe it or not. Her movements have traced from the southwest as well as to the far north of Montana on the banks of the Yellowstone River. This is a legend that many Hispanic people continue to believe in and that she is always around, especially by the rivers looking for children. So many are in fear of going out after dark, and this legend has been passed on for many decades. And that's my story. 
that this story I did done heard five billion times before. I know. <laughs> Although <laughs> I haven't heard it in depth like this. So it's kind of like interesting, like to find more out about it. Like I knew she killed her children, but like how there's so many different stories, how there's so many different versions of her is really crazy to me. I've I've actually like have heard heard those before because I feel like it's just a legend that I grew up with specifically mm-hmm. being in New Mexico and then I heard I've heard so many di- different versions like through usually any type of media television movies they always have a different version of it but I'm always like mm, you mean La Llorona yes. yeah yeah I like I remember seeing the movie a while ago and it was like really really crazy um but you, obviously like Hollywood changes it up you know a lot but yeah. you know I've never experienced a ghost and I don't know if I ever will like because some people are more sensitive than others but I feel like I would freak out like that's why I want to go with you because yeah. I'd probably like hold on to you and <laughs> you know see and I have before to like I said it was a, it was an experience for me where it was like an afterthought mm-hmm. like not in the moment and then I think back on that afterthought and I'm like holy shit like I remember the details of it but in the moment it's like it kind of made me freeze and like my sisters could tell they're like what's wrong with you so it's like it's interesting I would I've never experienced it like as an adult because I was in high school so I know it would be a different experience as an adult oh yeah like I you know you watch like those uh what was those shows that that you would watch where they would go into destination fear yes yeah see I would want to do that obviously I would never go that far like how they do it but I would like go to I probably would but I would be terrified oh no I would probably pee myself (laughs) I don't know (laughs) no but I I would (laughs) (laughs) you would catch me running and I would leave you I'd be like bye like trail of piss (laughs) (laughs) I'm all okay well I guess I'm gonna be haunted by myself (laughs) I know I mean I would go like go into like a haunted hotel but I would have to be with somebody somebody that like is okay with that type of thing that won't be like get away like if I hold on to them won't say get away like they'll be like holding on (laughs) to me which is like crazy about destination fear because they go to a haunted abandoned locations yes that's why I would never areas alone no absolutely not like damn and there's only one girl and her name is Chelsea so I'm like (laughs) she's brave yeah like they're they're all brave like some of the same things that they've seen I'm just like oh my god that's just like yeah, so crazy like sleeping in a morgue alone or sleeping mm-hmm. in tunnels underneath buildings alone I'm I like, think I've watched I like two or three episodes but now that I've told this story I think I'm gonna watch you should, another one they just had their season finale of like season four and it was oh really, really good. oh yeah. okay i'll have to well, check I it out then on them. <laughs> of course you are <laughs> course. but yeah if you come visit again we should go mm-hmm. to haunted places and i i want to i know there's so many places out in la and stuff to go yeah to that i never got to go to yeah so next time you come we'll have to plan that too and since we're going to be going to vegas for your birthday we'll have to find a haunted <gasps> thing there no we should go to zach baggins museum girl oh yeah Pop. yes <laughs> yeah. That in a heartbeat. oh yeah <laughs> we'll have to plan it for sure yeah for sure oh, that'll be fun we gotta keep this up yeah the story's coming i have an exciting topic next week it's 
say it's more true crime. It's not like paranormal or anything, mm-hmm. but well, I'll definitely look into doing mine so that way I could be ready for the following week. I don't want to be like, oh my god, you know, rushing to do it like I always do. I want to be more. <laughs> I know, and you're all asking me if I had mine done because it's been months. I know. I'm like, no, I wanted to wait to see what the fuck happened with us. But I know. So. I think we should keep it up. Like we actually like have some support coming in like I've seen and um listens and stuff even though we haven't been recording and that's amazing mm-hmm. and I felt I felt bad because when the podcast that I listen to a lot stop recording it bugs me mm-hmm. but this isn't our source of income or anything yet so yeah it's a lot fingers crossed <laughs> on top of everything else yes. that's going on in our lives but mm-hmm. I love it and it's like a break from reality kind of I know like before because you feel like your your mind is so crazy you're like oh my god I gotta do this I gotta do that and then when you're doing it you're just like oh this feels good again well yeah because it's all I'm thinking about right now is like a wailing ghost at night I'm not (laughs) thinking about the fact that I have to pack because I'm moving or yeah my house is a mess like that kind of stuff I'm not thinking about that right exactly or any drama going on in your life or world or whatever like you just kind of just focus on this and it's fun so I enjoy it same and so just keep listening you guys like thank you for being patient with us and we're gonna keep keep it up for sure yes thanks everybody we appreciate you we love you and hope you continue to listen um, MLK day yes 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 definitely well Bye, bye enjoy the rest of your week whenever you listen bye bye Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Um, my mother, Didi, is with us to tell her story of her encounter of La Llorena. Hello. <laughs> um, when I was uh, about 19 and um, me and my boyfriend at the time was out on a date, and we needed to use the bathroom. It was getting late. And so we stopped on Brand Park in San Fernando. And uh, I went into the bathroom, the girls' bathroom, and the boys' bathroom is one is uh, next to each other. So the first one is the girls, and then the second one's the boys. So I went in first, and then um, not even at two minutes I was I in there that uh, my boyfriend, Cruz, called me and, he, and he's all you know Didi come here and I'm I didn't even get to use the bathroom yet and this man is hollering for me so I went out I went out there and then he says what do you see and I turn around to the left because we're like right there near the curb and um I saw a um what it what it looked like was a, a almost like a a cloud of a figure of a woman and then she was floating because, you know, when you walk, you can see the bounce on a person. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't happening. She was just floating and she was coming our way. And then I, as soon as I said, what's that? He booked, left me behind like a jackrabbit. He just ran to the car and then I was running after him. And then we were, uh, you could turn, make a U-turn where we got, we're at. So we made a U-turn really quick to see, and it was fast enough that we could see, still see what the, the whatever it was there. But when we turned around, there was nothing there. So, and that was our first encounter, but you know, of seeing the other side.
So did dad, who is was her boyfriend at the time, did he see it or did he just get scared because he said? No, he saw it. Oh, he saw it too? He, he was the first one to see it. So that's why he called me out of the bathroom to see if it was just his eyes. Oh, he saw it first. Okay. He saw it first. Yeah. And then he said, what is that? And I turned and I looked and I said, what is that? And then that's when he started running. <laughs> so what, what made you think it was La Llorena or La Llorena? Well, I've had experiences seeing um, ghosts since I was little in different places that I lived at. So I pretty much seen them before. So when I saw that and I stood there for a couple of seconds, to really think, okay, is this really here or is it just us being buzzed? But we weren't drinking or anything. So um, it was there. And then when we turned around quickly so we could see, oh, maybe somebody just walking and we just, you know, saw a wrong angle or whatever, lighting. But when we turned around, there was nobody there. Well, that's scary. I don't think I've ever seen a ghost. So I guess I'm kind of glad because I, I don't, I probably wouldn't react how you did. Yeah. And, I, uh, there's been a couple of sightings here that uh, your cousins had seen. So, yeah, there's has been experiences throughout my life. So I've seen them at a, such a young age as I was. Whatever fear I might have had probably pretty much disappeared when I was little. So whenever I see something like that, it's pretty much it doesn't, you know, scare me or anything. It doesn't like phase you the way it would like other people. Yeah. 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 Have you ever uh, seen like or felt like demonic presence? Not me per se, but um, they've had experiences in the backyard in the house that we live in now where they've seen uh, my nephews and my nieces have seen um, like ghouls and stuff like that in the backyard and they would be looking at them. So there's a bedroom across from my bathroom and uh, they were on laying on, we had a bunk bed set right there where it, they would be facing. They could see the window, the window of the bathroom from their bed. So they, what, they saw um, something ghoulish in the window and they all started screaming and crying and ran out of the room. And then, uh, um, and then that's when I told, they told me what they saw. But for some reason, it was only my sister's children. My my children never saw anything like that. It, but it was them, and they constantly saw things like that. So yeah. I, I can't explain that, you know. I know. A part of me wants to see a ghost, but then a part of me feels like if I really did, like, I don't know how I would react. I think I'd be really scared. And I wouldn't want to be alone if I ever saw a ghost. I don't scary. think that because of how you were, your upbringing was, I don't think that it'll scare you. I think that it'll, that it'll uh, shock you because you're not, you don't expect to see anything like that. Mm -hmm. But as far as being fearful of it, no, that's not going to happen to you. Yeah. You know, but yeah. So well, that's it. Thank you for your story, yeah. Mother. And thank, thank you. you for joining us, everybody, each week that you join us. And we appreciate it. Uh, until next time. Goodbye. Bye.